Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Hey, I'm John Boyd. Andrew Shepard. Hey, everybody. Andrew. Andrew. Hey, Andrew. I've never Shepherd. noticed that I've done that before. Andrew. Are you Drew. slipping into Andrew. it? Andrew. Andrew Shepard. That's me. And Drew Shepard. Cool. John? Hey. How's the basement? It is uh, a little moist right now. <laughs> uh, working on some dehumidifying okay. down here. But yeah. Um, it's warming up. Yeah. Yeah. No, basement's good. Uh, we've got, uh, I guess, what thing I've had going on this week. Jessica was out of town. My wife was out of town. Um, uh, this weekend a lot so it was just me william and the baby mm-hmm. and so when the baby slept um william played skyrim a lot and mm. loves it oh, okay and, cool and even said i think i might like it more than zelda okay all right and i said boy." <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to make his dad proud <laughs> right. uh he did get really scared at one point and uh hopefully you won't hear this for a few years if ever uh, and, and like started crying mm. uh, in one of the caves. And I was like, William, it's a game. We're going to stop crying or we're going to stop playing. So <laughs> Good call. Sean would be so mad at me if I let Luke play something that made him cry. I mean, there's some creepy stuff in that game. Yeah. Like down in sure. the caves and stuff. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very much. Was it the Falmer? No, I don't think so. It was uh, just like the zombies that come, Draugr's or whatever. Falmer's oh, yeah, are yeah, scarier. Yeah. Fal- yeah. Falmer's are worse. Yeah, they are. He's really he's in for it when he gets to that. Drew, <laughs> <So. laughs> you never played Skyrim, right? No, I never have. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. You should. No, it's like my favorite game, even though it's way dated. And, yeah, uh, you only talk about it every other week. So right, <laughs> right. So, but William really liked it. He has to play it. So. Yeah, and honestly, it holds up. Uh, it's really fun it in VR. John, when you come down, we'll put we'll put the VR headset on you, and you can yeah. play some VR. Skyrim. Put it on William since he's already crying. Mm. <laughs> he may never. If he hasn't seen the Falmer yet, again. if he hasn't seen the Falmer yet, we'll put him in the Falmer caves <laughs> with the VR headset. <laughs> now, there's some really creepy stuff in VR that you can play. You can play through the entirety of Resident Evil Seven. Mm. which have y'all seen any footage of that game i've seen some of that yeah that it vr stuff and people freaking out horrifying yeah. horrifying i played the demo didn't make it through <laughs> there's like this really nasty looking creepy girl who's like you're tied to a chair in the vr demo and you hear you like hear her behind you it's got 3d audio so you like hear her walking around behind you and stuff um, nope. And you just hear little creaks everywhere and you're looking around, but it's dark. So you can't really see. Um, and then she just comes right into your face with a knife and <laughs> making faces. So scary. <laughs> it's so horrifying. But you can play through the entire game in VR and people say it's just an absolutely terrifying, amazing, but terrifying experience. So um, I keep telling myself that maybe one day I'll try it, but I don't know. I'm not even sure I could play that game outside of VR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, scary games um, mess mess me up. I can watch a scary movie, no problem. Well, for the most part, there's only one scary movie that I believe I've ever. It was just too scary to finish. 
Have you either of y'all seen The Conjuring? No, no. But they are coming out with a new one, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailer okay. looks horrifying. Yes. Um, yeah. But that that first Conjuring movie, I watched it in a hotel room. Um, Shauna was there. Uh, I was just sitting in a corner, you know, trying to get the lobby's Wi-Fi with a <laughs> bad signal watching the conjuring and i couldn't finish it it was just it was too scary it was too scary for me um i've seen all the saw movies i've seen you know regret that saw movies are not good um regretted every moment i spent watching those uh but but there's there's some movies that are really scary uh like what's one one i saw oh um it's it's like the woods what is that called takes place in early america um salem witch trials oh just the the wicked the witch man, or- no, no no it's it's just called the witch okay and man that that movie is creepy creepy it's about a witch that lives out in the wood and this family that gets banished from town and uh pretty messed up the wailing pretty creepy like asian horror movie of some sort i don't know what kind of asian but <laughs> um one of those you know types of asians <laughs> <laughs> scary very scary uh movie there as well scary John, do you like any horror movies uh we watch them every now and then i don't even remember titles uh, i like Jessica them. watches them with you yeah she really likes them um, oh, oh okay and i'm just like yeah it's i mean i'm i'm not usually scared by them mm-hmm. i mean i don't like to be scared by movies <laughs> yeah yeah right. uh but no i mean we watch some I don't remember what the last we're trying to watch a lot of the classics um, sure. during all the shutdowns. Like when I wasn't able to travel for work and stuff, um, we'd watch those at night. Okay. So yeah, we did. Uh, we did watch a lot in 2020. Okay. I want you to watch the conjuring with Jessica. <laughs> See if you can make it through it. Watch the conjuring. Probably. Oh, and there's, there's one other. Oh, uh, watch hereditary. That one's got some disturbing moments. So I like supernatural, supernatural, scary. Yeah, more yeah, than both of those I are like, that. More than I like, just like a axe murder chopping yeah, yeah, people yeah. up on screen. Sure. You know, right? So, yeah. Well, both of those are that: The Conjuring and um, uh, Hereditary, both supernatural horror um, that uh, that you might enjoy. I, I I don't I don't regret seeing. Uh, I actually really liked Hereditary. I thought it was, I thought it was really fascinating, very scary, but, um, but that was one I really enjoyed. Uh, there's, there's just a moment that's just like, Whoa, what am I watching right now? You know, but it's part of what makes it good. Didn't, didn't stick with me in a way that made me afraid to be in the dark, but definitely was difficult to watch at times. Does that make sense? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'll always remember when I first started watching horror movies in college, I uh, was running through the woods shortly after watching the ring. And I wasn't even scared of the ring. Like I was just like, this is so dumb. I don't even understand why people like this. This is stupid. And, but then I remember running, running in the woods at night. Um, just because that feeling know, I felt like doing it and yep. just started thinking about the ring girl. <laughs> but I think I'm at a point in my life now where it's, you know, I can, I can uh, in the moment it's going to be scary, but, but afterward I can, you know, be like, no, that's fake. It's fine. Nah, still going to creep me out even yeah. after. 
the TV have goes ever, static. <laughs> have y'all ever seen The Cave? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I went into that under pretenses that was not a horror movie. Oh. <laughs> and then in that moment, when they're, when you see that creature crawl, come down and like take out the, I think it was the girl, the first girl. I was like, what am I sitting in right now? Right. No, I, the cave isn't what I'm thinking of. I don't know if I've seen the cave. I saw Descent. Descent? I've seen that okay. too. There's a couple. Yeah. Of, yeah, there's Descent and the cave, which are both cave movies. Right. So I've I think seen there's those. a bunch of sequels to Descent as well, maybe at least a second one. I'm not sure about more than that. But. Yeah, we we watched that in 2020, the first and second one. Oh, okay. Okay. I, we actually watched Descent before we went caving. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> in college. Uh, we watched Descent. I, it may, we maybe even watched it like the very night, night before we left. Um, and we went out to Cushman, Arkansas there's a cave out there called blowing cave or something like that. And I don't believe it's on private property, but I don't actually know if we were allowed to be there or not, but somebody knew about it. And so um, we just drove out there, parked the car. Uh, you kind of drive up this little road, you go through this gate, drive on this little road, and then it gets to where the, the rocks that are in the road are just too big for you to drive past, you know, no matter what you're driving. And so we parked the car and walked the rest of the way, beautiful cave. Um, but it's a great big cave opening and this, the, the mist kind of just hovers um, and flows out of it very slowly. Um, and we were going to sleep inside the cave, which we did. We also, if you go like all the way into the back and kind of go down, it, it gets to where you can get into these really narrow passageways and get completely lost back there if you're not careful. In fact, we did get lost. <laughs> And it was my fault because I kept pushing us to go further and further, but I also got us found. I found the way out. I got us lost. I found the way out. I won't go to the whole story, but um, man, it was cool. Had to kind of wade through water at one point. We, we reached what we thought was a dead end. I will tell this part. We reached what we thought was a dead end and uh, you had to get down into this water and you like got to where like your, your head was barely above water. And you were going through this little triangle passageway. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to go check it out before we make sure this is the end. I'm just going to, maybe there's a way through back there. Let me just go over there and see. So I got in the water and I, I, uh, you know, slowly went over to the end of the cave and then right at the end, you could look up and there was just like a chute that went straight up. Um, looked like it was just a dead end wall, but there was a chute that went straight up. So we went up that chute and, um, and, uh, and, that was actually where the loop started <laughs> about two hours into the cave. Um, somebody, it was actually Tyler. Tyler's written into the show before he recognized a place that we had been previously. I was like, guys, I think we've been here before. We were like, no, we haven't. Don't say that. You know, we gotta, <laughs> you're going to mess us up. We got to, we, we agreed. We weren't going to mess with each other during this, you know? Um, and he's like, okay, whatever. So we kept going. And then eventually we realized, oh, no, <laughs> we're in a one-hour loop and there's no telling where the exit is. We got lost a bunch trying to get out, but we finally did. You know, we, we didn't die in there. So oh, okay. um, pretty fun. Oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. John, I went, with, <laughs> I went with your brother-in-law, actually, years later when I was a youth minister in Arkansas. I went with David. Oh, really? Yeah, you I to took him. Cave? Yep, and Josh Herndon. And okay. uh, who else was with us? Jason. What's Jason's last name? Griffin. Yeah, Jason Griffin. 
the four of us went uh, years cool. later. Now that second time we knew, I knew what I was doing a little bit better. Didn't we, didn't get lost. we didn't, we didn't go as deep. I kind of knew yeah. the section, like past this point, it gets really uncomfortable and tight. Yeah. So yeah. like we can, we can do it, but I don't really want to. And everybody was like, yeah, let's not do it. <laughs> um, blast though. You ever been in any caves, Drew? We went cave tubing, if that counts. Um, yeah, that like counts. never sure, like what not? you're describing. I will never do that. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend it. No, no. That honestly, that sounds like a nightmare to me right there. That if I have a nightmare tonight, actually, Cliff, I am coming for you tomorrow. <laughs> so, but we went cave tubing one time, and I think it was Belize. It was through the rainforest, um, South American rainforest, mm-hmm. and you know it was. I mean, it was gorgeous because it was a huge cave system and lots, That's awesome. lots of light during the day. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, so it was fantastic, but never anything like that. Yeah. Actually, that was on a cruise too, now that I think about it. One of those excursion okay. packages. So Yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun. John, you ever been on a cruise before? I've not. No. You want to? You have any interest in it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yep. Jessica didn't like the thought of being on a cruise when we have little kids. Mm, yeah, sure. So you can get somebody to watch him. Well, that's the thing. She doesn't want point. little kids to be on the mainland while we're on a cruise. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Cruises are great. What's the best cruise you've ever been on, Cliff? I believe it on two. Uh, the best one was the second one. Went on an Alaskan cruise and where I did an inside cabin. Bad choice. Alaskan cruises are all about what you're seeing from the boat. And in our room, we couldn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we spent a lot of time out on the deck and I just, man, I got cabin fever and just got tired of being cooped up in that boat and not having control of my schedule. Um, And it was actually similar on the second cruise, but the second cruise, I kind of knew I was going to feel that way. So we got rental cars at every port and just drove out to parks and did hikes and stuff. So we had, we had a lot of fun. That was in the Northeast. We went, um, what's the Kent Canadian city far to the Northeast. Victoria. No, it starts with an H I think H no, I don't know. Anyway, some Canadian town. We went into the Bay of Fundy after that went down the coast and a lot of fun. That one was fun, but I get, I, you know, it's all you can eat and you can't hardly move around because the boat's so small. So you're just constantly stuffing your face and then not getting enough movement in. So I just always end up feeling just bloated and gross, yeah. but I don't stop eating because it's like a really high quality, great food. And you can eat as much as you want. <laughs> like you go to dinner and you can order two appetizers and two entrees and two desserts and like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, and it's fancy stuff, you know, it's like the fanciest food that, that I ever eat really. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, that's the best part of it for me is the food usually. So, yeah, yeah, it is for the first three days. And then I just find I'm stuffing my face, even though I don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the sit down and you're like, Oh, what are we having tonight for dinner? Hmm. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, I'll have two of the scallops tonight, please. <laughs> right. I have a, have a rack of lamb and, um, Let's do the filet mignon, you know, <laughs> why you not get back to real life? And you're like, Oh, I got to have chicken wings again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else new for y'all? 
want to share with our podcast listeners. Have y'all ever heard of a place called Bucky's? Yeah. The yes. Okay. I love Bucky's. Okay. Thank really? you. Okay. I just discovered this the other week when I was traveling back home. I think there's one on seven, Interstate 75 in Georgia. And we stopped there for gas. My, I was with my parents and they said, hey, this is a really cool place. We got to stop here. It's got a lot. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess, okay. We don't need gas, but sure, if you want to stop, we'll stop kind of deal. And I walked in. I was like, this is a Bass Pro mixed with a Wawa, mixed with a Kirkland's, a Hobby Lobby, like a food Uh-oh. court. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Have you been amazing. No, I've not been to Bucky's. You need to go to a Bucky's. Yeah. I love gas stations. I love nice gas stations. Oh, so best bathrooms you will ever find are in a Bucky's. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Good they to know clean them. If I ever seen one. I believe they clean them every hour. Wow. Unless okay. somebody pushes a button that says it needs cleaned, then they clean it right then. That's great. That's great. Well, they they may be trying to grow then and spread. So there's one. It seems like they're pretty new. Yeah, that's the one I've seen passed so, by on the way to the beach. So they started in Texas, and when I was okay uh, supporting a location in Texas, I used to always go to the Bucky's after I landed at the airport. Okay. There's one outside of Houston that I would go to, and 120 gas pumps at this Bucky's. I don't know if they're all they're all pretty big, but uh, are you joking? There's no, actually 120 no, gas not. pumps. No, 120 gas pumps at this Bucky's. They don't the allow any semis either. Bucky's are what? no. It's not a truck stop. It's a. Why would you need 120 gas pumps? It. Well, first That's of all, we were there. Eighty percent of them but, were full. Oh yeah, yeah. Just it is. It it's the Bucky's thing. Like, <laughs> 120. It's gas big. Pumps. I can't even so, imagine what that looks like. So I've looked into the company too. <laughs> And like the store managers make pretty good money. Okay. Um, I mean, you think of good money for a uh, gas station, right? Okay. Um, but it's like a, I don't know, like like Drew said, it's like a Bass Pro. And uh, I mean, there's clothes. There's the food there is great. Um, I don't know, Drew, did you eat when you were there? Yeah, man. I got the brisket. Yes. And brisket I, and again, sandwich. Yes. And I, I wasn't trying to like prejudge this place, but my, my, our parents are going on. They're like, the brisket's amazing. I was like, it's gas station brisket. Come on. I was like, whatever. I'll, I'll get a sandwich. And, you know, I had, it was thick pieces yes. of sliced brisket. So good. It was, it was the best. I, I don't know. It was up there. It was like maybe top five briskets I've ever had. I mean, it blows Sunny's out of the water. Oh, it, yeah, it tasted like sure. a really like a sit down, you know, barbecue restaurant quality style. It was great. So, uh, all right, they, hang on. It's it's time for Or Wars. They also make their own jerky, or, brisket or pulled pork. This is fake Or Wars. Yeah, it really just depends. Okay. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Depends on the place. Depends on whether it depends or not it's on. It depends on how they make it. Okay, and, Drew. I usually go brisket over. Oh, okay. Pork, okay. I'm pulled pork all the way. I, 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 I usually brisket. It's like, ooh, I have to pay an extra dollar. It's probably better. And then I always get it. And when, when I always get it, I'm disappointed. I'm like, man, no, I just wish I had pulled pork. So I'm I usually pork get all pulled the way. pork too. Um, I think it's harder to mess up pulled pork than it is brisket. Mm, okay. You can, sure. you can easily dry out a brisket. Right. And it's it's harder to do that. And if you dry out pulled pork, you just pour more barbecue sauce on it. Right. That's okay. True. Brisket brisket doesn't have the same effect. Now, 
Another, since we're on buggy Bucky's, mm-hmm. they have white chocolate dipped bugles in a can <laughs> that are amazing. Wow. You know, white bugle chips, dipped bugles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, I saw get, some cinnamon bugles in the store the other day. I didn't no, get them, but that sounded no. good. White chocolate <laughs> dipped bugles from Bucky's. Okay, They're have y'all ever had a chocolate things. dipped uh, potato chip before? Yes, they have them in Bucky's. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> they just got everything in Bucky's. <laughs> they have, Do they they have hot kinds dogs? of jerky. I mean, they have like they, alligator jerky. It's, I mean, it, and it's good. It's good jerky. Okay. Do they have hot dogs? Man, you're making me want to yes. go to Bucky's. They, they have, have hot, hot dogs, dogs and they're I, very good. I love well, all gas station hot dogs are good. No, not Bucky's. I've never, I mean, I've never had. It, <laughs> I've never had a gas station hot dog that wasn't delicious. Uh, I love gas station hot dogs. Actually, just uh, yesterday morning on the way to work, stopped by a gas station. And for breakfast, I got two gas station hot dogs. They were actually the like the cheese, Gouda cheese filled, yeah. you know, sausages or whatever. I, I vary it up. Usually I'll get different ones. This time I got two of the same because they just looked thick and delicious. And they were. Um, was not disappointed, and I got a big bag of cotton candy. So that was my breakfast. <laughs> breakfast of Drew, champions. <laughs> how far away is your Bucky's, Drew? The one that around here is probably an hour and a half away. All right, Cliff. Yeah. You and Drew. <laughs> road trip to Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> need to go to – I'm not kidding. It'll, we can go to the beach change, sometime. Take our wives to the beach. Change your life. We'll go to Bucky's. Go to Bucky's on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> change my life i this it's it can't be that good i don't believe you i love gas stations um, it, it, i like, like i like going clip. to loves i like going to qt <laughs> no i uh, tried my first qt the other day that was great this um, is like 10 times better than qt it is and special, I like a lot QT. of special k not special k's uh circle k's on my way to work <sighs> i passed like four circle k's on the way to not work not even okay. in the same uh, league like so no, no 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 circle k's is, is is okay they have good hot dogs though and that's really what I'm going for. So. You're not listening. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to get a hot. I'm not going to get the brisket. I'm going to get a hot dog. John, so we're just the, getting the standard by which I measure a gas station is, is the quality of the hot dog. So here's what you go. Go and find the variety, a hotel close like to variety. It, so you can get breakfast, lunch and dinner. There you go. Okay. All right. All at Bucky's. <laughs> Uh, there's plenty of shopping. We, have to have to hotel. we live an hour and a half away. So, you know, there's a, uh, the Slurpee type flavors. Yeah. Um, yeah. QT had a ton of those no. ridiculous amounts. He still doesn't understand. Not like, no, he didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, Wawa right. was the epitome of gas station food. Yeah. And- I've never been impressed with Wawa. It's, it's not, it's low tier for me. Oh, I love making like the subs they make. I take a Circle K over a Wawa. I've never tried their hot dogs, so I will. I will give you that, <laughs> dude. Gas station hot dogs are one of my vices in life that uh, that I indulge in too often. Um, I love them. I feel like people don't know about them. like people just uh, it's, it's a hot dog at a gas station. Why, why? Why would you do that on those little rollers? You know, it's like eh, yeah, get a candy bar or something. No, gas station hot dogs are amazing. And and we I, there's a few gas stations around here that it's like there's a subway inside the gas station and it's like why would anyone get a sub here when you can get this gas station hot dog as an alternative choice this doesn't make any sense you're calling the gas station out right across from our house aren't you (laughs) (laughs) we're about to get a new one we're about to get a new uh circle k 
down the road. Big, yeah. nice one. Pumped about it. Does it have 120 gas pumps? No. No. <laughs> and it's one of those truck the gas station making, fan. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a truck one? It's the big, way they, but yeah, the way they, the really other one was kind of old and run down. Like it. Oh, I thought that was just to look cool. Is that so trucks can fit under? I think so. Maybe at the end, like one of the ends, the trucks can get in. Do trucks go through there? Do, tr- do trucks go by that gas station? There's quite a few on, on the road we live on. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. All right. We better now, get to Star Wars. Now it's really time for Old Wars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's going first? I'll go this week. Great. All right, Drew. <laughs> tentacles or horns? You said tentacles, correct? Tentacles or horns? <laughs> I just heard tentacles. I was like, what is that? <laughs> what? Tentacles <laughs> or horns? Um, gosh, I'm going tentacles for the only reason I hate the goat men. I am not having horns. Okay. If we could get rid of those horns and those goat men, please. So tentacles all the way. All right, John. Slave one or slave Leia? Slave one. <laughs> slave one. I'm a married man. <laughs> <laughs> Good reason. Good reason. Good reason. And slave one is just, oh, what an amazing ship. Sure. Um, and the, the, uh, the charges that it drops and so oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's like one of the coolest little uh bomb things in Star Wars, I think. Yeah, probably the best thing about episode two and probably Mandalorian. the best Mandalorian when he uses those. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. So, slave one, it, slave one. Okay, all right, Drew, Raylo or Finray? Let's go with the Raylo, you know. I don't know. I have no reason. I just like, I just like Ray first. Um, I know they're blasters and blaster beams, but Ray, you know, it's a Ray, it's a beam, but. Do you know what I'm asking here? Yeah. Kylo, Ren, Ray. Yeah. It's the, what, who, who do you want to hook up? Oh, Kylo. Ren oh, is that Ray where we're going? I thought we were just doing a name combination. Are you guys not up on the internet memes for Star Wars? Uh, come on, come on, Raylo or Finray? Give give you another chance, Raylo or Finray? I'm still gonna go with my answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Canon. <laughs> John, kissing your sister on the lips or getting your hand cut off by your dad? <laughs> <laughs> I get my hand cut off. Yeah. Whoa, John. <laughs> I mean, in the context of Star Wars, it's going to get replaced okay. by a mechanical hand. A robot hand. The, the sister on the lips thing would just make family get together super awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forever. Uh, At least dad has some good in him, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. That'd be good. Thanksgiving never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is our uh, our PG episode. Okay, so in the Yoda arc, we have the Jedi investigating Sifo Diaz's death. Okay, um, that leads them to 
from the from the chancellor. They go and, and talk to the chancellor initially in in trying to investigate and figure out who, you know, what's going on with with Sipo Diaz here. Chancellor points them to Senator Valorum, who, if you'll recall, is the one who received the vote of no confidence in um, I don't know, whichever one of the prequels that was, episode two, I guess. Uh, and then he sends them to the Pikes. And then the Pikes send bring bring them down to this prison cell where they are holding uh, Chancellor Valorum's advisor, I believe, if if, if, if I'm remembering that right. Um, and and then Dooku shows up and force chokes, um, force chokes that advisor before he gives them any information. But in doing so, Dooku basically reveals that. Um, that he has a connection to the creation of the clone army, all right? Because Sifo-Dyas is the one who commissioned uh, the creation of the clones and has since, you know, I guess disappeared, right? They didn't know what happened to him. So they're trying to figure out what's going on with Sifo-Dyas, trying to figure out, um, uh, you know, details about this plot um, and why exactly the clones were created. And, uh and so, so there's that, there's that connection. So now they, they know something's up with this clone army. There's some reason why Dooku wanted the clones created, right? Um, pretty big reveal there. Dooku escapes, obviously. Gets into a little sword fight there, escapes. Yoda and the council decide to hide this information. They hide the clone's origin because they don't want public opinion to turn against them. Um, and Yoda basically says, Hey, you know, I believe in the clones. I fought alongside them. I know what kind of people they are and I trust them. So, um, Hey, yeah, something nefarious happened with Dooku wanting to create them, but my experience tells me I can trust the clones. And while he's saying this, Anakin looks very concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Episode two, Yoda gets contacted by Qui-Gon Jinn. All right. He hears Qui-Gon Jinn's voice call out to him, and eventually he uh, touches base with them. I won't go into all the details on exactly what leads up to it, but he sends him to Dagobah. Um, Anakin helps Yoda escape, so he has to, he wants to kind of sneak away, and so Anakin enables him to do that. He gets into his almost a TIE fighter ship, flies to Dagobah, sees visions of uh, his future underground in Dagobah, and is told that he will be trained in the ways of becoming a force ghost after he dies. So rather than entering into, let me see if I can remember it was the, uh, what are the two things you can do? There's the life force or something. Is it the life force when you're living? And then there's the cosmic force. Am I, am I saying those two things, right? It's like the life for your living being you're part of the life force or something like that. I feel like I'm saying the wrong phrase here. And then you become part of the cosmic force when you die and lose your individuality normally, but somehow Qui-Gon has retained his. And he basically, um, Yoda gets told that he's going to by, I guess, I think it was by Qui-Gon, right. That he's going to then go and, and train in the ways of becoming a force ghost someday. All right. So he goes to this planet. In the next episode, where there are, there are these five masked floaty people um, inside the planet, actually, that has gas coming out of it. And uh, they put him through a series of tests. 
they make him face Gollum Shadow Yoga, uh, Gollum Shadow Yoda. Yoda. Uh, they make him see um, Ahsoka dying and basically calling him out for not helping her not be expelled from the Jedi Order. Um, and that makes him sad and confused. And then they show him everybody's happy, um, including Dooku and Mace Windu, kind of like a what could have been uh, scene. And he calls it out and is like, yeah, this isn't real um, because, you know, it's obviously not real. He's seeing a vision, but somehow that means he passes their test or whatever and <laughs> gets sent into another planet in the next episode. Um, so he goes to the Sith homeworld in the fourth episode. He meets this man that's with a snake creature that's made up of a bunch of worms um, that actually turns out to be a bunch of Sith ghosts. Um, and then he goes inside this temple and meets a fake Darth Bane. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Who is the originator of the entire Sith order created the rule of two. And I guess we would, you know, now know based on, obviously it's retconned in, but um, would have been the earliest iteration of those who eventually possessed Palpatine um, and gave him his, gave him his powers. Right. Yoda basically approaches all of this stuff completely unfazed and unafraid, which I guess is the test, right? Is can he, you know, can he do this without getting emotional, um, getting worked up? And he does. Um, then he goes into this big room, and I, I guess the the Sith ghosts on that planet have reached out to Sidious, and so he gets Dooku uh, over by a cauldron, and they put a drop of blood in his cauldron, and they do a magic spell, and they basically. Um, create a vision for Yoda that is so convincing. He, he sort of feels like it's real. Right. So I kind of get the impression that he thinks he snapped out of it and that this isn't a vision anymore. And he flies into Coruscant and ends up facing off against, um, against Sidious with Anakin by his side. He sees Anakin kill chop Dooku's head off actually in the, the very same manner in which he's going to in episode three, which is pretty cool. Um, but then uh, in teaming up with Yoda against Sidious, Sidious basically knocks Anakin out and he's about to fall to his death. Yoda basically chooses rather than to stop Sidious and whatever he is planning, which he knows is going to be terrible. He chooses to attempt to save Anakin instead, risking his own life in doing so. And uh, they come out of the vision. Yoda wakes up and, oh, okay, it was just a vision. Um and Sidious basically tells Dooku, yeah, we couldn't, couldn't break Yoda. We tried, but we couldn't break him. And I guess breaking him would have been him choosing to let Anakin die so that he could stop Sidious, right? Um, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. A couple of, couple of weird things that happen at the end of that. He, he's, one of the Force Ghost people tells him that there is another Skywalker. I didn't really get that. Um, and then... He has a little phrase at the end where he he says something to the effect of uh, that we've already lost this war by fighting the war. There's nothing we can do about that, but maybe there's another way to win. Not the Clone War. That's a, you know, that ship has sailed, but maybe we can win the ultimate fight um, and achieve a victory for all time. So very ambiguous, um, strange set of episodes. What'd y'all think? What stood out to you? Part of it was how much actually, like you said, was ambiguous. And 
some things I, I tried to interpret when uh, you mentioned the there is another Skywalker. I was thinking about that. And, you know, didn't he say, tell me if I'm wrong, but in episode three, when Yoda is defeated by Sidious and he jumps into in the car with um, the senator and, you know, they go away. Doesn't he say something similar to that? Uh, he says there is another in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. There is another. Because he, Luke goes off to face Darth Vader right. and he doesn't think he should, right? They're trying to stop him. They're like, you're not ready. You're going to fall to the dark side. This is a bad move. Luke's like, now I got to help my friends. And so as he leaves, uh, Yoda's talking to Force Ghost Obi-Wan and he says, uh, they're like, oh, great. You know, he's he's pretty much our only hope. What if he dies? And Yoda says, there is another. Because if you remember, Drew, Amy uh, latched onto that. And the entire because yeah. t- we, we went from episode uh, four to one or episode five back to one, two, three before we watched six. So she didn't figure out who the other was until the end of episode three um, when, you know, you realize Luke has a sister named Leia. So Mm -hmm. um, she didn't get the boring return of the Jedi reveal. She got the episode (laughs) three cool reveal. So, um, but, uh, but that's where he says it. So that phrase is from there. And I, I, I was trying to figure, you think they're implying that this is where he got that information from? I was, I'm wondering if it's a foreshadowing of that or if, at this point, I don't know. Is Padme pregnant and nobody knows it yet? Possibly. There is another Skywalker. Yeah, well, I guess she would be. I may, I right. It would make right sense. at the end here. Yeah. So there was, I mean, there were so many foreshadowing bits that I tried not to read too much into. Like, I think one of the first visions Yoda had, it was the one with Ahsoka. But then you see, it looks like she was surrounded by younglings who were... Mm-hmm defeated too and it's like is this right yeah, yeah. for you and the way you mentioned also anakin you know sort of with the lightsabers to dooku's head i'm like sure there was a lot of instances where i thought they were trying to sort of just lead you you know if you've seen it lead you to the conclusion in the and the movies yeah so there's some things i liked um just like cool little things i liked the little almost tie fighter ship that he had yeah, yeah you know too. i like I like when they have <laughs> aspects and, you know, there's some ships throughout the, uh, the series and some of the movies that look kind of like X-Wings that you're like, Oh, that must be how they got that design. Sure. So like it's like all the X-Wing, but it doesn't have four wings. It only has two wings. Right. Right. It's just like a, a line wing line wing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I, I really liked the effect of when they were basically all meditating in the Jedi temple. Um Showing the, the time oh, yeah. lapse was kind of oh, cool. Yeah. During you know, the, like they do on the little sometimes. prayer circle. Yeah, yeah, that was. Sorry, my ears itching. Um, I thought that was. It reminded cool, me of, of if you ever been been at a church where the elders pray over somebody and they all come and put their hands on each other and yeah, pray with. yeah not <laughs> not as long. Uh, not as long. No, <laughs> the 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 praying thing wasn't what got me. It was the the time lapse was kind of cool of that you know, Coruscant bustling city. Yeah. Um, you know what I thought at the end of that though, because you had people that were kneeling for like 24 hours. I really uh, wanted them to be like, <laughs> at the end of it, <laughs> you guys feel they anything? Were, just nope, walked away. I didn't either. Like nothing happened. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
They're like um, somebody limping, like, oh, my leg's asleep, you know? <laughs> I, I didn't care. I didn't feel like anything happened to show Yoda how to be a force ghost. And that was the whole point of all this. It was a test to see whether or not he would be allowed to undergo the training basically and, I, and, right. and and then they implied that qui-gon was then going to go and train him at the, so. so i get that um but i also know that obi-wan becomes a forest ghost right right so i guess yeah. yoda trained him right maybe mm. qui-gon did he have to go to be the one i guess i don't know anakin becomes a force ghost right as well and when was yeah. his training um mm. for that like i didn't feel like that really added mm. disconnect or was, yeah, absolutely. Or was yoda like hey guys you can bypass that whole thing you just hit <laughs> you just hit this button <laughs> skadoosh and, uh, i figured it out right skadoosh <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you just do this little thing with your mouth as you're dying yeah right force ghost like you don't have to do the whole i don't i didn't feel like sure. that um I'm okay with there being something that that has to happen for there to be that, but I didn't, Mm -hmm. it didn't fit my narrative of, of how things should have gone seeing how the rest of them and not only them, but, uh, end of, uh, episode nine, Mm -hmm. um, isn't, uh, is it Luke, a force, force ghost at the end of nine? Is that right? Mm. He's looking at Ray or something. I don't remember. I don't know. I might have made that up in my mind. And there's uh, other Jedi too that are kind of talking to her from the right. past. Yeah, but they didn't. They don't so, know how to so be they, Force Ghost. Maybe, maybe they're Yoda just didn't wrong. Right. Tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, maybe they're just wrong about it. Maybe you don't have to go undergo any training. Or was it maybe all they just, just a think you do <laughs> trick to try to break uh, break Yoda <clears throat> because he had to go to Sith War? I don't know. Nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying I to like, I was like are not. you worthy to become a, a force ghost was the idea, but like, right. You know, what business do they have deciding whether or not Yoda's worthy? So Qui-Gon Jinn didn't become a force ghost though. Did he? He said he couldn't. He's like, I couldn't figure it out, but I can talk to you. Oh yeah. That's my point. That's why I couldn't figure out. I was like, wait, he couldn't do it, but now he's going to be your teacher to do it. Well, maybe they out? figured it out and then, and then Yoda and, and Obi-Wan are like hanging out as force ghosts together. And, and they're like, you know, when people die, we can just like catch them before they go through this hole. And, they, uh, and then they can be force ghosts with us. So they just they wait do for say, Anakin to die. And they're like, oh, nope, you're staying with us. Those that can't do teach. And so uh, <laughs> I guess this is a prime example mm-hmm. of, uh, of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I tried to like it a lot. No, I did. I did like it a lot. Um, it's not going to be a 10 out of 10 for me, but I did really enjoy it. I'll tell you my, one of my favorite things about it. I don't know if we've seen him before, but dude, what was up with that bearded Jedi snake on the council? Yeah. Yeah. That guy was freaking awesome. I want to see more of him. He's had this massive snake body and then he had like a dwarven bearded face, white bearded face. I thought he was cool looking. I don't, I have we seen him before? Of him. I don't no? remember. Him. Okay. Okay. Slithering over to that prayer circle. And no, I loved it. I, I like that guy a lot. We didn't even hear him talk. He just kind of had a dumb look on his face the whole time, but I yeah. thought he was pretty cool looking. 
wonder if he was even supposed to be there. (laughs) (laughs) How do you guys not notice the giant snake man? (laughs) That's why the prayer circle didn't work. Suckers, your knees hurt after (laughs) sitting down for so long. (laughs) I'm just going to sit there. Let's talk about Sifo Diaz. Interesting. Yeah. Did we actually figure out what would happen to him, though? I couldn't figure it out if we did. I don't think we actually we, know. We saw him. Well, we saw fake him at the end of the third episode. That's right. Because Sidious yeah, was pretending to be really... him before he, he pulled him into the vision yeah. or whatever. He was just trying to trick him. Um, but I don't know if we ever really figured out Sifo fate. Like, did he turn to the dark side? Maybe I just missed it. I kind of feel like he did. He helped create the clones or, or he was deceived. Right. He, he was, was either deceived or right. he turned to the dark side. Um, um, with the rule I guess of two, was just killed. Well, with the rule of two, they're not going to let him stick around too long anyways. Right. Sure. Yeah. Especially if he turned. Um, well, either way, so I guess. That's kind of the way they've I got see a, it. They've got to cover up their, uh, their story. Didn't they say that? I, I feel like I remember the council basically saying that he thought they should build an army, right? Like he was promoting this army thing and the council voted it down. They were like, no, we're not doing that. And he's like, oops, I already got it well, started. Is, well, wasn't that his bad. Jedi power it. was foresight? <laughs> I don't remember. I think that, I think that was mentioned in okay. there somewhere. Okay. So that's why he was saying that because he foresaw a battle coming and was yep. going behind their backs. So. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the rule of two. Yeah. Um, and, and Bane and all. Um, yeah. Bane was pretty so cool. I, yeah. I thought he was cool. And I was glad to see him because uh, I don't know a whole lot about him, but I do do read little things here and there about, about him. And uh, mm-hmm. the whole reason, not necessarily the reason uh, I, I saw a recent article that said uh, order 66 made the Jedi much stronger than they were prior to it. And what it, what it basically meant was uh, the rule of two. So there's, there's gotta be a balance of power with the force, right? It's not necessarily one person to one person, but the power of the light and dark side are spread out essentially by who's using them. So when you have these armies of Jedi, they're all pretty kind of weak, right? Compared to, to Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so they hold, and it's balanced, right? These two Sith, it's it's hard to kill a Sith. Yeah, I mean, we're always trying to kill them. Yeah, um, but we're killing Jedi Jedis a lot. Just, Jedi Jedi right. die quite a bit, and the Jedi are just narrowly escaping or dying. Right. Um, and then that's why, again, they wanted Maul dead. Hey, he's using up some of our power, right? We got to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that article was. Uh, I don't know. Well, Maul's still alive. They didn't kill Maul, right? They wanted to initially. Then they decided oh, okay. to use him, okay. right? Yeah. Or sure. at least Savage. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I thought that was they interesting after seeing Bane, you know, was that, uh, I guess I need to know a little more about him, but um, yeah. was that his whole intended, hey, I'm, I'm going to be super powerful mm-hmm. uh, by establishing this rule of two. It'll just right. be me and one other guy to share all this power. Jedi can build up all they want. It'll just make them weaker. Right. And I don't know what Bane's original <laughs> intent was, but the retcon right. intent is, of course, that 
he possesses the one who kills him, who then possesses right. the one who kills him, and so on and so forth, all the way down to Palpatine, where Ray took care of it. Right. As far as we know. Um, well, there's a bunch of Palpatine clones out there, so who knows? Anyway, I thought that was interesting. You know, we uh, the less Jedi you have, the more yeah. potential power they can have. Right, right. I mean, it sure. makes sense. I've never thought of that like that. Mm-hmm. And people complain, oh, how could Ray be, you know, how could she use a lightsaber? And how could Luke hardly have any training and, and basically hold his own against Vader for a little bit? Mm-hmm. And that's because mm-hmm. it was balancing out, right? There was less sure. people with the ability to use the force. Yeah. So they were that yeah. much more powerful when they got it. So yeah, when they makes started sense. figuring it out. So. Yeah, whatever. Little sidebar there. I, I like the. Who knows if it's true, but I like the. Uh, was it present when you saw that? Was it presented in such a way that like this is backed up in I think, external I media? Think it was no. Let me. Uh, well, or is it just some guy's theory? I don't think it was just a theory. Okay. Well, either way, it's a neat idea. Uh, so Dagobah, Yoda goes down underground, has this little encounter. Is this the same place that Luke went? I think so. In episode four or five. I keep calling it four or five. Episode five. So you think Yoda sent him down into that same hole knowing that, oh, you're going to have to face some scary future stuff down there and it's going to really test you and then you're going to have to make a decision. So because Yoda sort of went through that here, right? He went through what Luke went through. Um, And so I think it, yeah, I'm with you, John. I think that must be the spot on Dagobah where you can kind of go in and, you know, have this encounter, which is actually in some ways kind of neat. They, they explain Dagobah as like, oh, this is a really force sensitive place or whatever. And then there's this, there's this little whole thing that's already established there. And it's always kind of a weird part of episode five where he's like, yeah, Luke, go ahead and go in there and go into that weird place. Um, and here it's kind of like, oh yeah, but, but he did, it wasn't just some random thing. It was this is a this is a super force sensitive planet. This place is already there. Who knows the origin of it? But you know it's, um, and so it sort of explains episode five a little bit, which sometimes I don't like. But in this case, it didn't bother me. I thought it was I thought it was kind of neat and kind of neat to see Yoda go through that same thing. It was neat too. One thing I noticed about Dagobah was the music and the sounds they used. They seemed like they were right on point with the same kind of soundtrack from episode five, you know, the birds yeah. that you heard um, just sort of the, the, the music, the soft music that was playing in the background. It, honestly, it really took me back to that scene in empire strikes back when we were watching it. So sure. It also reminded me of the encounter that um, Anakin had on Mortis. You remember yeah. he went down into that little lava hole. And basically yeah. had the same experience. So I'm, I'm thinking those are all three the same thing. Um, Anakin obviously doesn't have a memory of his. But Yoda saw the Jedi get killed by the clones. He did. He saw them fighting clones. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, it's too late. I think, I think Yoda has realized that he's not made the best decisions. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I think that's kind of what this episode was about. Like, look. I've not probably played this out the way I should this whole time, right. but yep. there's still hope. Like, 
This isn't yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. And he he admits it. He's like, we shouldn't have been fighting this war. Right. Yeah. We, and we this already is- we lost the war by fighting the war. Um, it's already over. Well, I don't know how it's going to play out exactly, but it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, he sees it happen. Who knows what context? I mean, he just sees a, sure. a minute of clones fighting Jedi, um, but not knowing the full implications. All he knows is yeah, he yeah. he messed up. Yeah. Sure. And Sidious has got this figured out. Yeah, he's already good to go on it all. Um, and so the next thing we see from Yoda, I guess. Now, now here's what's interesting. This is the last episode uh, pre season seven. So if you were just watching the Clone Wars like a decade ago, this is where it would end. Yep. What do you guys think about that? This is like the final moment. I mean, I'm okay with it. It's a it's an okay place to stop. Okay. I felt like because... it was a little anticlimactic, but. Yeah, but, well, it was thought provoking, but it's, you know, it's it it isn't the climax because the movie is is kind of the way yeah, I see it. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. It's not okay. It, it's not meant to bring it full circle because right now we have episode three to watch. Right, sure. Uh, it's kind and of I also thought Yoda escapes the clones attacking him. It's like at this point he knows something's coming. Something's he's kind of watching happen. his back. He's got a, you know, he's got a, he's got one eye on, on the clones every time he's with them, kind of knowing that, Hey, I trust these guys, but he's on I guard. I saw what I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even before he saw that, remember when he was with the council, he's like, trust in the clones. We must, you know, mm-hmm. they've pretty much already said, you know, this is the bed we've made. We have to lie in it. So yeah, I'm um, sure we've made mistakes, but too late at this point. Yeah. And then he gets all depressed and goes and, just hides out in Dagobah for a while, of course, until Luke shows up and didn't want to train him. I kept thinking about that as well. Like where we see Yoda in episode five, it's very much a place of, I'm just here waiting to die. I can't train Luke. Like that's it's, I I'm just, I've already failed. I'm going to fail again. And obviously has to be talked into it by Obi-Wan, but, uh, but it, it seems to almost inform this whole series has sort of informed that struggle that he goes through in wanting to train Luke, which, which I like. Well, and he failed on a huge scale. Yeah. I mean, he failed the, the galaxy. Scale, one might exactly. Yeah. He <laughs> failed the galaxy, the entire Jedi order, essentially because the decisions he made was able to be set up to be overthrown easily. Right. With order 66. And, yeah. and, and I think he's realized not again, not full implication, but I've messed up. And then episode three, it's like, and this is how. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just going to go eat frogs in Dagobah. Yep. All right. Y'all ready to rank it? Yeah. Yeah. Drew, go first. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Um, I really liked how it fit into the overall Star Wars context. Mm-hmm. I think it gave some good background. Um, for what we see in three through episodes three through six, it sort of filled in some gaps there for me, gave me a little extra information. The we didn't really talk about it much, but the the spirits, like the angry, happy, yeah, sad, yeah that was a little. I, yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of how that was presented. Sure, um, but you know the the fight scene I thought was really well animated. The music was great. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I enjoyed it overall. I thought the story fit with the larger context. So, okay. The best fight scene I thought was the Dooku fight scene. 
Yeah. At the end of the first episode, yeah. Sidious Yoga, Yoga, I keep calling it Yoga. Uh, Sidious Yoda was neat, but um, but I really thought that first one was was better. And oh, also, yeah, the I think part of the Sidious yeah. Yoda one was I knew it was fake the whole time. Um, yeah. But whenever Dooku takes on, wait, who was he fighting? Anakin and Obi Wan together, right? I thought that was a pretty cool fight. Yeah, because he's they're they're coming up behind him and he's having to fight both directions at once. That was a very cool fight scene. Very cool fight scene. Love Dooku's fighting style too, when he where he puts one hand behind his back and is like, <laughs> uh, great. Very reactive, you know. Kind of waits for you to make a move and then it's cool. Like Dooku's fighting style a lot. John. So I'm a six. Um okay. and and it's tricky because it's 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 got a place mm-hmm. more than other sixes, but things that ruined it for me was like the, the theater faced people. Mm, okay. Uh, that didn't bother me so much. The, the shadow people. I just, and then the whole, like we already talked about. So Anakin, Obi-Wan, they've got to go through something for this to happen yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. 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 Um, Definitely a plot hole there. But I liked the ending. I liked the Yoda's realization of I failed. Sure. Um, and and for that reason, actually, um, I, I like the fight scenes. I like seeing Sidious. And I, lo- I loved as much as we saw of Dooku. I, I liked seeing the alternate, like, good version of Dooku um, in the fake vision. Mm-hmm. I really liked seeing the the you know, small window into what evil Yoda could have been like. Um, what oh, yeah. Yoda could have been like where he's fighting shadow. That was Gollum, cool. Yoda. I forgot about that. Um, uh, because the whole time you're thinking, Oh, if Yoda was bad, he would be something like this, you know, mm-hmm. it's so creepy. Uh, and just a little dude running around, you know, unstoppable, murderous <laughs> little being. Um, and Yoda, Yoda facing off against what he has decided not to be. I really liked all those moments. Um, I think I'm going to stick with an eight. The the overall plot, um, y'all almost pulled me down to a seven, but I'm sticking with eight. The overall plot was lacking, but the little moments were fantastic, and the little moments carried it for me. I liked hearing them talk about and investigate Sifo-Dyas. I liked some of the sword fights. I liked the Yoda facing off against evil Yoda. I liked, uh, um, just, a. I liked some of the small looks that Anakin gave occasionally where you could see him processing things and, and, and kind of contextualizing his eventual turn in a way that was really subtle. Um, uh, enough small moments that elevated it for me to a, to a high place and love Yoda. Got to see a lot of Yoda, um, never got tired of watching Yoda. Uh, I liked plot some plot elements more than others, but I liked seeing Yoda the whole time. So, so hey, cool, cool. All right, what do we got for next week, Drew? Next week we have Crystal Crisis Anu Tapu story reels. Oh, okay, story reels. And then is it the novel after that? No, then it's the Bad Batch episodes. Gotcha. From season okay. seven. Okay, so these are the only story reels we're going to watch. Um, I think we can just go to StarWars.com and find unfinished versions of all four of those episodes. 
So I'm pretty sure that's what we'll do, but we'll, I'll get off uh, after the podcast. I'll get on and, and we'll try to figure it out. Um, but that's what we'll talk about next time we record. Cool. Oh, by the way, guys, I got approval for the, uh, for the music. It is an unlimited license. I was telling Drew, I've got the episodes. The last two episodes are edited. They're not posted because I was waiting for verification from um, the content creator whose music I'm using. He's just sort of an independent guy, Youngtown. Um, and I wanted to make sure that the license that I have from him is such that I won't get a copyright strike. Um, you know, some kind of automated copyright strike or, or anything, you know, and if we get really, really big, I don't want to have to go in and, you know, delete all the episodes when we have like a million followers or if. have, have, have Luke come after us. Luke is the guy's name. Have Luke come after us. Um, and, uh, uh, try to, you know, try to get a piece of our pie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he sent me an email. I was like, "Hey, you can use it for whatever. If you run into any issues, uh, just let me know. If you get a copyright strike, let me know, and we'll figure it out." So, anyway, cool guy, cool music. It's gonna be much more chill. Yeah, smoother Thanks. intro and outro. I like it. So, yeah. oh yeah, Drew heard it the other day. He was over at the house, and I went ahead and played it for him. So, um, definitely, uh, definitely more chill vibe. So, thanks for listening.